We are week three of Come Follow Me in the Old Testament. And um, my start off that I just want to say is the fall has been something that I have studied for a long, long time. There have been things in this that have just never set right in my mind for me. And so it has been something that I have studied a lot. And I just want to say I am so grateful for Come Follow Me. And this week has been so fun for me because I have learned things and have things come to mind that have really um, solidified thoughts that I've had, clarified things, and just really been such a learning week. I have loved it. And so I just wanted to start with that and say how grateful I am for all the learning that Come Follow Me has helped me in my family and in my own life and how grateful I am for the inspiration of the prophet to instigate that. Okay, so one of the biggest things that jumped out, one of the things that's always bothered me is I don't want to go the way of the world where the world says that Eve was this horrid person that fell. And so I agree that Eve was, I love that our church really glorifies Eve, that she was, like Adam, chosen to head off this whole earth. She was so incredible. And it's like Emma and Joseph. I believe there were two great people. And so I first want to say that. Having said that, I have a really hard time that there is this theory out there that we praise Eve, that she was so wise, she figured out she had to eat the fruit to progress. And the reason that bothers me is I almost feel like we praise her for breaking a commandment. And for some reason, that really, really does not sit right with me. And the thought that is always in my head is God would never give us a command hoping we figured out how to disobey it. It just doesn't make sense when we have a God who is a God of truth and can't not lie. That feels like a lie to me. And so it's just never set right. So there were a few things this week that really jumped out at me that really gave me peace with those feelings. So the first is when Satan comes, it says, um, first off, and I love this, that Satan rebelled from the beginning, sought to destroy the agency of man. And so he wants the power. He wants the glory. He is cast out because he is rebelling against the plan. He is against Christ. He is against Heavenly Father. And I love this scripture in 7625. It's always been one of my favorites. This we saw and bear record that an angel of God who was in authority in the presence of God rebelled against the only begotten son. He fought against Christ, was thrust down from the presence of God and the son and was called perdition and the heavens wept over him. He was Lucifer, a son of the morning. And the reason I love that is because he was a chosen, he was intelligent, he had wisdom, God loved him. And I love this because it tells us that there are incredible people when we talk about outer darkness and sons of perdition. It tells us they have to have an absolute knowledge of who Jesus is and a testimony and have a taste of his power, God's power. 
and rebel against that. Choose knowingly against that. And I remember an institute teacher saying that will be very few. And that was comforting to me. And so, and it's also a fact that they have a perfect knowledge. And so I love this first off because God loves us all. And he wept, the heavens wept. It was a sad thing. Second of all, knowing that um, that Satan fought against Christ and against Heavenly Father's plan, knowingly. He did not do that mistakenly. He will not come around to the truth. And that actually is a really incredible um, piece of truth to come to and accept and know he is the enemy of our soul. As Lehi says, he is the enemy. He is not someone who does this being deceived. He fights against God and wants us all to fight against Christ. That would be his glory is to bring us all away from him. Okay, so I love that. It says he comes and he beguiles, which means he tricks Eve. So let's be clear about that. And he says to the women, have you, and this was the huge aha for me. So let me find the verse. He's the most subtle. Um, and then he says to the woman, okay, this is at verse seven. Yea, hath God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. He knows, he knows. And he comes and says, has God told you that you can eat of every tree? And the woman says, we can eat except for the tree of knowledge of good and evil. You see the tree in the, in the middle. And the serpent says to her, and then she says, because we will die. He said, if we ate it, we would die. Okay. Here's what we need to know about Satan. He is fighting against Christ. He comes as a serpent. That was a huge thing I learned a few years ago. Is like Moses' staff with the snake on the staff. That used to be, and still sometimes is, Quetzalcoatl. I've read a lot about this. That was a symbol of light. It was a symbol of Christ. And DNC has a scripture in that that said he transformeth himself well nigh unto a a child of light as a angel of light. That's what it is. So he comes like he is Christ, like he is the angel of light. And he says to her this, and then he tells the lie, which you have to know God is a God of truth and cans not lie. Satan is the father of all lies and never tells the truth. So he comes and says, and he's the one who plants it. He already knows and twists what God, Christ has told her. So says, can you eat it? She says, we can't because God said we will die. And then this is what he says. Ye shall not surely die. Okay, that is a lie. They will. They will be cut off spiritually from Jesus Christ. So they will die spiritually. Secondly, their bodies will transform and become mortal bodies. They will enter the world. We will have blood and they will die physically, eventually, not right at that minute. So both ways he dies. For God doth know that in the day you eat, then your eyes shall be opened and ye shall be as the gods, knowing good and evil. Okay, here's a lie too. It is true. They will know good and evil. Will they be a god? Not yet. That comes over time. They will not have God's wisdom. They will not know. They will have to learn good 
from evil. And so, yes, it's awesome that the woman sees this in verse 12 and she sees it becomes pleasant. She desires it to become wise. She wants to progress. It's the same thing before we came to this earth. We had lived eons of time. We don't know how long, but it came to a point in time where the gods gave us, God, Heavenly Father, and Jesus Christ gave us the opportunity to choose to come to the earth to vote and to choose to come to progress, that we could become like them. Same exact thing in the garden. Eve knew it was time to progress. They could stay there forever and be in God's presence and not progress, or they could progress. Same plan. She wanted progress, okay? So she desires it. Now, here's the big thing. My feelings are, and these are my feelings, and some of them were solidified in that um, they, they are more deeper, my feelings, but not gospel truth. So this is Aaron. This is my thinking. But I really believe the sin here or the transgression is that she hearkened to Satan. And this, I believe, is a story of marriage that had she gone to Adam and said, this is my thinking, and had they knelt down and gone or found Christ at that point, they're in their presence, they could find him and said, we cannot progress without eating the fruit. I truly believe that they would have progressed and Christ would have been the way. I don't know how that would have happened, but I believe Christ was the way. And I believe the lesson in this is a pattern in marriage that you go to your spouse and then you go to God and that everything works when we work together. And I love that this establishes a pattern and goes off of last week's lesson. That's what this is all about, this pattern of marriage that he gives us this help me, this person that joins who is not the same as us, but fills in the gaps that we have in our life. A man brings certain talents and blessings and innate things that he comes with. A woman brings her own and together we are more complete, but there are still gaps there. And when we join in our seal to Christ, he fills in the rest. It is this beautiful pattern that is um, established in the temple. We are sealed and it is this triangle. The three of us work together and I really believe that is what this is all about, this parable of teaching. Had she, the sin was not eating the fruit. It is true they needed it to progress. The sin was hearkening to Satan. And um, this one's going to be a little bit longer. I hope people aren't bothered by that. It just was so awesome to read and have things come even more clearly for me. And again, this is my feeling. I really believe it's that Satan transformed himself and he took Christ's place. And um, Eve listened to him. And I believe that is the transgression. Okay, so now I want to go to chapter five. Okay, so I love in verse one, it says that the Lord commands them to work together, Adam and Eve. That's beautiful. Okay, then you go, Adam and his wife, 
um, saw him not, verse 4, they were cut out of Christ's presence, that spiritual death, that's the curse, and we've seen that many times. Okay, verse 6, I love this, and you've heard this a million times, the angel comes and Adam's offering sacrifice, they've been taught to do this, all in the similitude of the Savior, that we will all need a Savior to repent and be brought back into his presence. He does that. He doesn't know why, but he does that. And I love this verse in verse eight. Wherefore thou shalt do all thou doest in the name of the son. Thou shalt repent and call upon the name of God in the name of the son forevermore. Everything we do should be in the name of the son. And again, that solidifies what they did. They did Eve did hearkening to Satan, and that's the mistake. And so we learned that all we do is in the name of the Son. I love in 11 and 12, and you will recognize this, those of you who have been through the temple, I love this. Um, I guess it's 10 and 11. Adam blessed God and was filled, and what that means with his spirit, began to prophesy concerning all the families of the earth and said, my eyes are opened because of my transgression and in this life I shall have joy and again in the flesh I shall see God he knows repentance he knows he will be brought back he knows the joy of seeking God and why we do this um, sacrifice why we go to the temple why we take the sacrament to learn to pair with God that's progress that's becoming that's refining that's waking up every day and choosing to pair with God and 11 and Eve his wife heard these things heard Adam say this and was glad because she knew he was glad they had made that choice that it was progression and that they could repent were it not for transgression we should never have had seed we could not have known good and evil and the joy of our redemption and eternal life and Adam and Eve blessed the name of God and the reason I love that so much is it starts this pattern in verse 4 back in 5 that we come and Adam and Eve, his wife, called on the name of the Lord and they heard the voice of the Lord. They started this pattern of calling on the name of the Lord and this repentance pattern. And, as men, and they started to teach their kids. And the Lord God called on men, verse 14, by the Holy Ghost everywhere and commanded them they should repent. And as many as believed in the Son and repented would be saved. All of us who repent. And those who would not, it said, should be damned, which means no progress because you're not pairing with Christ. And Adam and Eve, and I love this, in 16, his wife ceased not to call on God. And the reason I have that circled is, do you think that would have been the case had they not understood the transgression, had they not had sorrow for what they did, the choice they made of pairing with Satan, listening to him, they ceased not. They did not make that mistake again. They knew they needed to pair with God. And that's so touching to me because as long as we learn from our sins and mistakes, as long as we know that we have got to pair with God and we cease not to call on his name, then it's worth it then we have joy in that progress progression. It's the same thing as Alma the Younger. How many times do we read that story in the scriptures? It's in there so many times. And we rejoice 
in who he became and calling on the name of the Savior. Because the lesson is for all of us to do that. If thou doest well, 23, thou shalt be accepted. If thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door and Satan desires to have thee. And that is the lesson for all of us is to cease not to call on the name of God. And I just love this. And I love in 24. I mean, we've got this whole then story of Cain and Abel. And I love that it tells us from the very beginning, 18, Cain loved Satan more than God. And then 21, but unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect, but Satan knew it and it pleased him. It's the same thing. Satan comes to Cain and says, make an offering. And Cain obeys Satan. And God does not honor it because it was from hearkening to Satan. And God says, if you do well, it will be accepted. If you pair with me, it will be accepted. Same for all of us. And then I love in 24, for from this time forth, thou shalt be called the father of lies. So this is Cain. Thou shalt be called perdition right? Because you've known who the Savior was and showed and seen his power and tasted of it and turned from him and chose Satan, chose to pair with him. For thus thou wast from the beginning. He chose that from the beginning. And for some reason, that is such a huge comfort to me to know that's who they were from the beginning, because I don't know anyone like that. I'm not like that. You're not like that. And I love that Cain, it tells us in 33, gloried in this. He wanted that. And I just think it is such a parable for us of what a marriage is, what our life is in never ceasing to call on God, hearkening to him and his commandments, the miracle of having the marriage partnership and going to your spouse and counseling with them for the things they bring that you don't have, the wisdom of having two together who seek God, a third partner, and trust that he will make us one, that he will unite us to him and make us more. And I want to end with verse 58. And thus the gospel began to be preached from the beginning being declared by holy angels sent forth from the presence of God. There are angels sent here from the presence of God to teach us. And the question I want to end with as you go forward is, who are the holy angels that God has sent in your life that declare these truths, that draw you to him and make you more? And I hope that as you ponder that, you see the hand of God in your life and the beauty of this story, the beauty. It, it could be an actual real thing. Um, I loved listening to the podcast, Follow Him. It just gave me so much more to think about and, and really helped me when he said there are so many ways you could read this, so many different thoughts, and it gave me backing for thoughts that I've had and made me not feel bad that I've questioned and really researched this and prayed this, prayed that I would understand better. And I think that's something we all should do. I love it because I think it does teach me so much 
about our pairing with God, the sealing power in the temple, and what a blessing marriage is, and how important it is that we hearken to Christ and that we cease not to call on his name. And those are beautiful, beautiful truths, and I love how the story of Cain and Abel second those truths to not hearken to Satan and to pair with God. I hope you know the church is true. More than that, I hope you know how much our Savior loves you.